On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, November 30, and Cameron with you will be joined momentarily by my right of my line mates, as I like to call them, Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy will be with me momentarily. Alex B. Smith will be back with us tomorrow uh, on the show. Ready to look at a Wednesday card featuring just four games on the NHL slate tonight, and we will break them all down for you right here from a betting perspective. Uh, before we get to tonight's games, again with a short card, we look back on what transpired last night across the NHL. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs shutting out uh, the Vegas Golden Knights by a score of 4 nothing. It was a very impressive win for the uh, Leafs last night. Probably one of their best and most complete games, you know, in terms of both ends of the ice. Good goaltending. Defensive play was very, very good. Uh, and, of course, look, a game where you get Mitch Marner scoring. Uh, we cashed a goal score prop with him last night uh, in that game, figuring that he finally got off the schneid in the uh, game against Detroit on Saturday, finally scoring a goal that maybe he could carry that over into last night. He did that. Goals now in consecutive games for Mitch Marner. It's funny how it works. You can't buy a goal for several months, and then all of a sudden now you've had two consecutive games uh, where you've found the back of the net. So a uh, good job by Marner and the Leafs, and Austin Matthews got uh, rolling offensively last night. The big guns showed up, uh, and they took advantage of a very, very shorthanded, injury-ravaged, Vegas Golden Knights team shutting them out for nothing. A couple of us were on the uh, Leafs in regulation uh, last night, uh, and that ends up cashing in for us. Uh, what else did we see last night? Montreal. Uh, if only they could play the Detroit Red Wings for 82 games uh, during the course of the season. Everything would just be fine. They beat Detroit 6-1 to a couple weeks ago, and then they beat them again uh, last night uh, by a score of 3 nothing uh, over the Red Wings. Uh, uh, a game that, look, with Detroit as... Uh, shorthanded as they were last night, talking about many of their best offensive players, Tyler Bertuzzi, Dylan Larkin, two of their top point producers not playing last night. You figured that that was a very good opportunity for Montreal to get back in the win column, and they did that. Let's see what Montreal can do now as the competition gets a little bit tougher now uh, in the games ahead. Uh, someone in our chat mentioning we should call Vegas the Silver Knights. You're right, like the Henderson uh, AHL affiliate because it was kind of like an AHL roster. Uh, you could say last night for Vegas as they battle just a slew of injuries right now. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes continue to lose. The losing streak rolls on for another day. 3-0 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. A wild game between the Ottawa Senators and the Minnesota Wild, no pun intended. Uh, Minnesota 5-4 in overtime. Wild have an early lead. Cough it up. Ottawa comes back to not only tie the game, but take the lead. 
four to three. And then it's Minnesota answering back and a big sigh of relief for Minnesota and some of their fans as well as Kirill, the thrill Kaprizov gets off the schneid, scores the overtime winner to give Minnesota that five, four victory uh, last night. And uh, I think it was a consensus. We all like the over in that game and it got there uh, with ease. They get the job done. Jets, I said, I didn't understand the move toward Dallas. I get it. Winnipeg was coming home off a road trip. Maybe a little bit of a difficult spot, but to me, I just didn't have the confidence in Dallas and the way they've been playing. And once that line got to around even money, I could I actually grabbed a plus 105 on Winnipeg uh, before that game started last night. And uh, they ended up uh, getting the job done in overtime, 4-3. Uh, and uh, credit to, uh, I think it was Andrew, who said that Dallas would finally see their understreak get snapped last night. And that happened as well as uh, the first game of the season for the Dallas Stars to go over the total takes place last night in that 4-3 to three win for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Jets, uh, pretty good hockey at home. And by the way, keep an eye on this emerging trend. Talked about how Minnesota, every game for Minnesota has gone over the total this year. Every game for Winnipeg so far has gone over the total uh, as well. So that's definitely something that maybe you want to keep an eye on and, and uh, you know, highlight that for maybe the next time uh, you see the Jets playing at home. They've seemed to play a little bit more run and gun and try to put on more of an offensive show on home ice. Uh, the Nashville Predators, 3-2 over the Calgary Flames in overtime. And the funny thing about hockey is you look at the way Calgary played against Nashville last night, and you look at the way they played against Philadelphia on Saturday. Other than the final result of the game, it's hard to tell a difference between the two performances. Unfortunately, they win the one game, though, and they don't win last night. The difference was they didn't bury their chances. UC Soros was excellent uh, in net for the uh, Nashville Predators last night, but Calgary had the same amount of territorial edge, you know, chances advantage, shots on goal advantage, carried the play much like they did against Philadelphia, but unfortunately, they weren't able to score, you know, four goals like they did against the uh, Flyers the other night as uh, Soros played well. They, and it seemed like every chance Nashville got, they were. Uh, putting it past a previously uh, unbeatable Jacob Markstrom, who had a shutout streak snapped uh, in last night's game, was uh, playing lights out before that. But uh, credit to Nashville, pretty ugly, but they find a way. 3-2 uh, over Calgary. Vancouver, what a what a comeback win for them. Desperately needed. They hadn't won on their homestand. They rallied to beat the New York Rangers. 3-2 in overtime. Terrific comeback win. Thatcher Demko, just sensational uh, in the third period. There was one sequence where... He was just playing uh, out of his mind good, 10 bell saves, whatever you want to call it, uh, just outstanding in the net for uh, the Canucks, giving them that chance to come back and win. Ducks shut out the Devils 4 nothing uh, last night. A terrible night for the power play of the Devils. Uh, you're not going to win many games when you go 0 for 5 with the power play, and New Jersey did that last night. And the San Jose Sharks, COVID issues, made, uh, key guys out of the lineup, no problem. That's two in a row. With a shorthanded lineup, they emerge victorious. They beat the Buffalo Sabres last night, 5-3, uh, and uh, get a nice, impressive win again, despite having a shorthanded team. Uh, it looks like we've got Andrew McGinnis uh, with us. Jimmy will be here uh, with us uh, in just a few moments as well. Uh, Andrew, uh, welcome in to the uh, Ice Guys show for a Wednesday. Uh, what were some of your thoughts on the action from Tuesday? Uh, Ian, can you hear me okay? I'll just say this, man. I was super frustrated with that, with that Calgary game. I mean, yesterday I come on here, I list all the 
um, you know, the, the stats that do not favor Nashville, how, how low they were ranking and expected goals, high danger opportunities, shots on goal in the league. And it just goes to show what kind of game hockey can be sometimes. And the analytics don't always point towards uh, goals, but I mean, I don't always like to tweet that stuff out, Ian, but I mean, I was tweeting out some of that stuff you can find on certain websites and, uh, it was those, those heat charts uh, of where the dangerous scoring chances were coming from. Oh, oh boy, it was unbelievable. I mean, when Nashville had the lead in that game, you would have thought that, uh, you know, Calgary was up 4-1 by looking at some of those charts. So um, kind of disappointing that one there. But um, that Wild and Senators game over was awesome. You know, I had that as a play uh, as well. I'll use that as a best bet. Those are always nice <laughs> when you have a five and a half of the total. Uh, and you see a 4-4 hockey game, that's always nice, uh, you know, going into overtime. Uh, Vancouver getting their home win. You know, they needed that big time. That was a game I kind of stayed off of. I mentioned yesterday on the show I kind of wanted to learn something from that game, and I think it was one of those ones where um, I, I wouldn't have been able to make an educated wager on that one. It was more so, you know, how are they going to perform? One team on the road, one team desperate for that home win. But uh, I thought it was a pretty good slate yesterday, you know, in Montreal – they get it done against Detroit, but the question is, hey, you know, it's Detroit, Ian, right? You can't play Detroit for the next 70-some games. Uh, I wish they could, however. <laughs> but, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Dominic Ducharme, it sounded like, you know, he was happy with that performance. But I think most importantly, you look back to when he took over as a coach for this team, and I think I have some bias towards him because, you know, I, I, I knew him from here in Halifax and when he won the Mem Cup with himself, but – one thing I like about him is that he's all about puck support, all about a five-man unit, all about everybody playing together. And it really seemed like yesterday's game, they got back to playing the old-fashioned Montreal Canadian style. And, you know, they're just not going to win games where it's first or fourth. They're not. If they allow their opponent to score four goals, I'm afraid they're not going to win that hockey game. You know, so I felt like after they scored the first goal, they got the lead and they protected it. And if you look back even to last playoff run, how successful were they when they scored the first goal? You know, they're a whole different team when they get on the board first in that game. I mean, and it just goes to show they get confidence, but they play much better with the lead than they do from coming from behind because they can protect that lead big time. But they've got a tough Islanders team to come uh, in their next game. So I'm curious to see how they build off Nick Suzuki gets his first goal of the season. And uh, I got to tip my hat to you, Ian, because something that you've done, uh, and I try and do it with teams in general, but you did, you did it with a player, Mitch Marner, highlight real goal from him last night. You cashed him at plus 250. Hats off to you. And I bring that up not only to congratulate you, but to say that, hey, you know, Nick Suzuki, all he needed was to see one go in the net, right? And maybe we'll see if that can spiral into some confidence for him in the next few games. And he seems like a pretty relaxed guy. I'm sure you can agree with that. So uh, I'm sure he's happy to have one go in, but hopefully he can build off that. You know, great performance for the Leafs. You know, it turned out to be a prop game for me last night um, in that prop, uh, in that Leafs game. I had over four and a half shots on goal for Austin Matthews. He got that four minutes into the second period. And that was pretty nice to have. And he all, honestly didn't even fly over that total, but he just was peppering shots early in the game. And uh, that prop, uh, courtesy of DraftKings, that we looked up together on that DraftKings and Pinnacle, over 27.5 saves for Robin Leonard. We cashed that one. Toronto was peppering shots at them, so a great, uh, great game there from the Leafs. 
Yeah, it felt like a game with Vegas now losing William Carlson, even more shorthanded, going on the road, Toronto saying, hey, beating Chicago and Detroit's not good enough. we got to keep winning, going on a run. And uh, it was a great combination of two things colliding here. Vegas just depleted, shorthanded, and Toronto really trying to show that, hey, we can step up and, and get on a little bit of a run. And they played one of their best games. That was definitely one of Toronto's best games of the year. Now, I know Vegas is very depleted, but the Leafs did play a, a great hockey game last night. Complete game from the goaltender on out. And that's something you haven't uh, always seen from them game in and game out uh, this year. Uh, we got Jimmy Murphy uh, with us now as well. Jimmy, just some things that stuck out to you from the games last night. Stuck yeah, guys, I mean, I, look, Vegas is, uh, I heard a lot of people, I was listening to some uh, talk radio, I was listening to the Jeff Merrick show earlier, and they were saying people, you know, in Vegas are getting on Petriangelo, and, and it's like, look, man, the guy's doing his best. It's a, it's, a, it's a patchwork team right now. They've been ravaged by injuries, and, you know, I, I don't fault them for that loss last night. It is what it is, and I, I, I like, you, I'm not taking any credit away from the Leafs. They played a great game, and good for them. But, you know, let's be careful of how we judge the Vegas Golden Knights right now because when they're full force, we've seen what they can do. And I think when they get healthy, this is going to be a bet on team. But right now you just kind of got to weather the storm and pick your spots with them. If you if you do like them, you just got to be careful because they are so banged up. Um, and, and some of the other games, I mean, look, Montreal, I, I thought that was a, uh, a much-needed win, obviously, for them. Uh, it, it's just – it's got to be frustrating for somebody like Andrew, a Habs fan, to see them play that way. And look, people can say, oh, it's the Red Wings. Big deal. Yeah, it's the Red Wings, a scrappy team that we've proven here it is a team you can win some money on. And they were missing some guys, obviously Larkin and Bertuzzi. But still, that was a solid end-to-end effort by the Montreal Canadiens. And if they can get more of that, uh, they could start to turn things around. I don't know if they're going to turn around enough to make the playoffs, but they can start to be a better team. Um, so th- those are my takes. I, those are two games that I focused on a lot, a lot last night. And, you know, we were getting some hell there on uh, Twitter because we were one and four in our best bets. Uh, but, you know, guys, hey, like we say, we make a lot of other calls, too. So don't always uh, no. consider, you know, that the end all be all. Listen to the other stuff we do as well, because I think overall we did have a winning record last night. So um, it's just one of those nights. And, you know, I, I think that right now we're starting to see more trends with teams. We're starting to understand teams better. We're getting to that point now where we know the tendencies of a lot of teams uh, so we can look at it and, and, and sort of assess it uh, more accurately. Yeah, definitely. Now we're almost a full month into the season, and there's definitely some truth to that. you got a little bit more familiarity, and we're seeing patterns develop. We're seeing uh, the way teams are going and, uh, and, and changing, too. You're going to see lots of change. Teams that suck now aren't going to suck maybe in January or February and vice versa. So that's why it's an 82-game season. You're going to go to peaks and valleys with a bunch of different teams. Yeah. I, I had a, I actually had a talk with Morenci last night. I was on with him, and uh, we were talking about that theory, you know, back in a, uh, fading a team their first game home off a road trip, right? And one good thing that he brought up and we started to discuss together is the difference between being a team in their first game after a road trip when that road trip was a successful one versus a poor road trip. And I think that that's a real good point to bring up because a lot of these teams we've seen get exposed in that bet against spot have been coming home after a pretty strong road trip. For the Montreal Canadiens, I didn't really think about it like this until he mentioned it, but they were playing their first game back at home after a disappointing road trip which could be a whole different angle so 
that's definitely something I'll be looking out for. I, I won't be just auto-fading teams off a road trip. I'll be auto-fading teams that maybe had a successful one. Yeah, yeah, usually the stronger bet against is the team off the good road trip, not the team off the bad one. Uh, but again, even the team off the bad road trip, if we're talking they've been on the road for a week and a half, two weeks, and then they're finally home, I don't think I'd still be in a rush to back them. But at least you're probably going to get a little bit more of urgency, I guess you would say, from them uh, in that first game uh, home. It really depends on each individual situation. We always say that. There's angles and trends, but you still want to keep in, keep it to every individual game in every individual case when it's all said and done. And we're going to do that with the next four games. We've got four games to break down. Carolina, Chicago uh, to start things off on this Wednesday slate. Carolina minus 145 road favorites, five and a half, six the total across the board in this one. This is usually the kind of spot I like to bet on teams where they finally get off the schneid. And obviously that was the Chicago Blackhawks against uh, Ottawa uh, on Monday night, a five to one victory. For their first win of the season to improve to a one and nine uh, on the year, much needed. Mark Andre Fleury talking about the gorilla off the back of the team uh, after that win. We'll see if they can carry it over here, but unfortunately, the schedule has them playing Carolina, the lone remaining undefeated team in the NHL, coming into this game tonight. So it, it's 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 tough to go against Carolina. I don't usually like going against teams that are undefeated till they lose. That being said, I am leaning Chicago, and I might even put a small bet on Chicago here because I like these spots. I like these situations. It's a little bit of a short turnaround revenge spot for Chicago. They got buried by Carolina 6-3 to three last week uh, down in Kakalaki. They didn't play well uh, at all. And by the way, in that game for the uh, Blackhawks, yes, it was uh, Kevin Lankinen in net for them, not Marc-Andre Fleury, who's going to be in net tonight and who's played very well the last two games for the Blackhawks. He's really played some better hockey. Uh, I respect what Carolina is doing. Look, it's not going to be easy. They've, they've, we've, I've talked ad nauseum how this team has four strong forward lines, a great blue line anchored by Jacob Slavin, Frederick Anderson and Nett, who will be the starter tonight, has been ex- sharp as can be to begin the season. He's been terrific in net. But Carolina does suffer one uh, injury uh, blow uh, and a one big significant absence in Nito need a rider who's going to be out with a lower body injury and it's going to be a significant period of time that he's going to miss here for the Carolina Hurricanes so as a result of that you're going to see you know the lineup juggled just ever so slightly for Rod Brindamore tonight he's got Jordan Martinute now moving on up to the top line with Aho and Tara Vinen and right away that piques my interest from a prop standpoint we've talked about this a lot you get the chance to see a guy move on up the lineup and he's not going to be priced like it, take advantage of it. So Jordan Martinuk, goal scorer prop tonight, plus 375 when he's going to play on the top line with skilled uh, line mates like Sebastian Ajo and Tavo Taravainen. That's piquing my interest if he's going to get those top line minutes. And if you look at Carolina's line combinations at the morning skate today, it sure looks that way. Svechnikov, Trocek, and Martin Natchez, the second line, Kotkin Yemi, Jordan Stahl, Jesper Foss, the third line. Stephen Lawrence, Derek Stepan, Seth Jarvis, the fourth line. Uh, so still a lot of weapons offensively, but they're running into Marc-Andre Fleury. He's had two outstanding games in a row. For me, I'm going to take a shot here. Small bet, Chicago, plus 130, plus 125, that maybe they could uh, be the team to maybe give the Carolina Hurricanes their first loss. It's not going to be easy, but look, when you're when you have no confidence and you finally win that first game, sometimes that's all you need, just a little belief 
the little confidence that you need to get some momentum going uh, in your favor. And certainly for Chicago, it's not like they're resting on their laurels. Yeah, we won the first game. We can just sit back and relax again. No, they've got to use that win and gain momentum off it and dig themselves out of this early season hole that they've kind of uh, dug for them. So I think you get a good effort from Chicago. And if it's uh, if they play close to as good as they did against Ottawa Monday night, now granted there's a much tougher opponent, but Chicago, I think, has got a shot. So I'll take a chance with them, plus 130. I like the over as well at six. It's been an over series between these two teams. It was high scoring last week. It was uh, most of the games in Chicago have been really high scoring between these two teams. So I like Chicago at the plus price, and I'm going to go over the total. It did open five and a half. It's gone up to six. I still like it and endorse it at the current number of six here. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Canes and Blackhawks. Yeah, you know, Ian, I was kind of feeling this was a tricky one. I'm not going to touch this side, but I could, I, I definitely see your reasoning because I was thinking that way before this. Maybe this is the game that Carolina finally loses. Chicago getting some confidence. You know, they hadn't, that was their first win. And as we've seen, sometimes when teams break out of a losing streak, they'll then win a few in a row or vice versa if they're on a winning streak, lose a few in a row. But man, this Carolina team's good. So I, I just can't go against them right now. However, I, I just love the over in this, Ian. Uh, I see a lot of goals in this. Uh, Carolina's got a quick strike offense, great transition game. And let's face it, Chicago has been a nightmare in the neutral zone, so they could get burned a lot on that. And at the same time, you, got, you look at Chicago, they're playing desperate freewheeling hockey themselves. They're going to they're gonna make some take some chances as well. So I like the over here. And the over is cashed in four of the last five meetings between uh, Carolina and Chicago as well. We've lost Andrew, but we'll hopefully get him back. He's in transit. He's, He's on uh, the Jimmy on the Murphy today. burner today, huh? Yeah, exactly. He's on that Jimmy Murphy uh, in the car connection uh, <laughs> right now today <laughs> on the show. We'll see if we can get him back. Nashville and Edmonton. We've got Edmonton minus 220 home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Pretty tough spot, right, for Nashville. They're off the thrilling overtime win against Calgary. Uh, last night and now they got to play second of back-to-backs uh, in Edmonton so the back-to-back uh, -back Alberta road trip here uh, for the Predators we'll see if they can uh, withstand uh, prosperity and, and keep it going after last night the good news for Nashville is their track record on the back-to-backs very good actually six and one in their last seven games on the second night of back-to-back -back, uh, games uh, if you ask Edmonton they you wouldn't know they won it against Seattle on Monday night 5-2 Dave Tippett wasn't thrilled with their game uh, said we, you know, we didn't exactly play our best, especially early, if not for some terrific goaltending from Miko Koskinen, who's really actually been good the last couple of games against Seattle and Vancouver. He's been strong in net, but they said we kind of let Seattle dictate the play. They, they had the puck in our zone uh, a little bit too much early in that game. It was just a bit of a sluggish start uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, I think maybe there's a chance that uh, you see Edmonton maybe want to start the game stronger. So I lean to Edmonton in regulation. They're still the better team. They've only lost the one game all year, and that was against Philadelphia. But I might prefer, and I do, not not might, I do prefer the first period puck line here with Edmonton at plus 125 with Edmonton minus a half goal. Again, they're talking about how they didn't like their first period the other night uh, against uh, the Seattle Kraken. And I remember last week on this show, I took Washington in a first period puck line after they talked about how in the previous game it was against Calgary at home where they didn't like their first period. They fell behind. They didn't like the way they started that game, and they played a lot better in the first period the next game against Ottawa. Kind of feel like that's the kind of situation we might see here tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. They didn't love their first period the other night uh, against Seattle, and I think that's the better value because 
you know, it's only minus 140 in regulation for Edmonton. The puck line, you know, is not necessarily a great price. Talking around minus or plus 105, plus 110 with that. I figure minus a half goal, plus 125, first period puck line, team that wants to have a better start tonight, facing a team that just played in Calgary and won in overtime the night before. So maybe a chance for the Oilers to get the jump on the Predators in the first 20 minutes. So that's what I'm going to go with here in this game, the first period puck line Edmonton. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like here? Preds, Oilers. I'm going to piggyback right on that with you. I love that philosophy. And that's not to say, I think when we're saying that, and you'd agree with me, we're not saying that that means that Nashville is going to lose the game. It just could be, you know, they're slow footing uh, to start the game. They're a little uh, lethargic and they just played last night. And like you said, kind of an emotional letdown as well could be in store, Uh, but they could find it as the game goes on. So this is more of a live game for me, but I will piggyback with you on that and take that puck line in the first period. There you go. Uh, Jimmy going to ride as well. Edmonton minus a half goal, plus 125 first period. Again, this is just banking on what Tippett said, some of the players. Yeah, we beat Seattle last night, but we did not like our first period very much in that game. Uh, And we're going to have to see if, uh, because look, they had what, four or five shots on goal about halfway through the period. Two of them went in the net, but it's not like they were coming in waves and Seattle was really dictating the play in that first period. So it sounds like Edmonton wants a better start. We'll see if they can deliver one. Uh, here tonight against the Nashville team played in Calgary last night. We've got Andrew back with us. Uh, Andrew Nashville taking on Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I mentioned it uh, when I was recapping some of the games last night, the frustration uh, from me, you know, talking about um, all these horrible stats for the Nashville predators, how they get pretty much dominated in every game so far. Um, and it doesn't really seem to matter. People love to use the term puck luck. And as I've gotten a lot more analytical these days with my NHL betting, let's be honest. I mean, this Nashville Predators team didn't deserve to even be in that game, let alone leading the game, let alone winning the game last night. Um, Now you're playing on a second half of a back-to-back. Expected numbers in the second period of that game against Calgary were around 3.2 to like 0.7 in favor of Calgary. This shooting percentage has to regress, and I'm not really trying to catch a falling knife here. Um, with Nashville, sure they're playing some good hockey, um, but I'm looking at the exact same page here as you and Jimmy are. I think the first period is a great play here. Um, you got to think, guys, at home, the team total for the Oilers has to be a play as well to look at. I mean, the only issue is you look at. Uh, we've seen some great goaltending from the Nashville Predators. You see Saros that like, we won't be, be seeing Connor him. Ingram tonight, though. That's yeah. the thing. We won't be seeing him in net tonight. Ingram off a great performance, but he's no UC Saros. Uh, we all know that. And I don't think that he'll be as good as he was his last time out. Um, Predators are giving up lots of, lots of, uh, you know, high dangerous chances against. So I think it should be a good chance here for the Oilers to put up some goals. Uh, as chalky as it is, fellas, I'm on McDavid to score tonight. It's pretty much at minus 110 odds, but, uh, you know what? I always find it's it's either the dry settle show or the McDavid show. And last game, it was the dry show. So tonight's McDavid show. Yeah, it's almost like sometimes they take turns. It's like you can have you can be the star tonight. You can be the lead yeah. actor. I'll I'll just be the supporting uh, actor tonight or supporting cast. Uh, and sometimes you get that with those two. But yeah, I think the uh, first period's a good way to go. It's just and it's the best value because Edmonton in regulations minus one forty. The puck line's only plus one hundred five, plus one ten. Full game puck line. You know, see if they can jump in the first period for a team that sounds like they want to have a better start tonight. 
uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, as well. So uh, that's why I veered toward that first period, minus a half there uh, in Nashville and Edmonton. Uh, Andrew, you missed the Carolina-Chicago game, so I'll give you a chance to talk about that one now. Yeah, thanks, Ian. I'll be quick. I'm just I'm on the over five and a half in this one. Um, when I look at it in general, I I don't really want to shy away from any five and a halfs that involve the the Blackhawks. You know, I, I'm going to be pretty hungry and eager to bet those games over the total. Um, and when you look down, when you look down the line here, uh, this Carolina Hurricanes team, one thing for sure with them is that they've been pretty impressive defensively. They haven't allowed more than three goals in any of their games. Maybe it was just one game they did that. I don't think so though. Um, but the thing is, it doesn't, hasn't really mattered for them as far as the total goes, because they're making up for it with scoring of their own. Um, there's dozens of different stats I can read out that support this Hurricanes team. When it comes down to it, they're getting support from not just one, not just two, but three lines right now. Several guys are scoring for them. And <laughs> you guys know I love to make some jokes and chirp at the Leafs, but uh, I'll try and avoid doing it when I say this, but Freddie Anderson. I mean, how about this guy? I, I thought he was the problem in, in Maple Leaf country. It doesn't really seem like he was because he's he's looking, you know, red hot uh, in a Hurricanes uniform. And I don't think that, you know, he can play at the level he's playing. It's the same thing with Markstrom. I mean, these guys are going to find that um, that line. It's going to drop a little bit to a, more of a mean. And right now, they're both those goalies are playing at a huge high level. As far as the Blackhawks go, let's be honest, guys. you got to give them credit. Uh, off a big win. They didn't just, you know, squeak out a win. They won that game with confidence. I didn't have the balls to lay minus 130-something with the Blackhawks that were winless on the season. But I will say, you get confidence after a win like that. It's the same reason why Ian looks at betting goal scorer props for guys after they get their first goal. It's a confidence thing. And uh, five and a half, I thought, was too low. You know, I think a lot in large part, guys, the five and a half has to do with the great goaltending for the Carolina Hurricanes. But a lot of the stats that I found in my research have just said, hey, even if we're seeing great defense from the Hurricanes, their offense is just backing up the overs because they're doing it on their own. I mean, there's been there's been games this year so far where the Hurricanes have gone over the total and they've pretty much done the bulk of the scoring themselves. So if I even get two or three out of the Hurricanes here, I think we're cruising here um, to an over. So in five on five situations, Carolina scored 20 total goals, averaging 3.41 goals per 60. And they they rank inside the top three in all the best categories, high dangerous expected goals. Uh, and all the Corsi numbers. So, you know, in, unless both goaltenders stand on their head, I, I just think it's going to be a goal fest here. I see, you know, six, seven goals here in this one. All right, liking the over here as well, which uh, Jimmy and I also concurred with uh, in the uh, Chicago and uh, Carolina uh, game. Uh, very interesting. And it should be interesting because I think Chicago's got a shot here uh, against this because yeah. Carolina uh, beat them up pretty good last week. Now they finally got some confidence here. Uh, would I be shocked, but bottom line, would I be shocked Carolina loses their first game tonight? No, uh, I wouldn't be because I think I Chicago forgot to mention too, Ian, Blackhawks are 31st in expected goals in the league. <laughs> yeah, that isn't good. I mean, they've definitely, and Tyler Johnson's out. They've missed him though for a couple games. He's been out. Uh, by the way, Philip Forsberg in the Nashville Edmonton game is game time decision. Left the game in the third period last night against Calgary. So we'll see if he is able to uh, suit up tonight for uh, the Predators on the back to back. Uh, Columbus and Colorado. We've got Colorado minus 170 home favorites here. Five and a half the total uh, shaded to the over in this one. Uh, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, getting the uh, victory uh, in a shootout uh, against uh, New Jersey. 
uh, on Sunday, four to three. Uh, you know, it's a team that has bounced back after every single loss they've had this year. So give Jackets uh, some credit for that. Uh, you look at the, uh, like someone like Oliver Bjorkstrand, who's had a very good start to the year uh, offensively uh, for the uh, Jackets. Uh, he's been a big offensive catalyst uh, so far this year for this uh, Columbus team, leading them in points. Four goals, six assists, ten points. Lion A, you know, who is a guy that disappeared in the second half of the season last year after he got dealt from Winnipeg. Uh, he's got three goals, five assists, eight points. Jake Voracek has got seven points in eight games. New addition, of course, from the Philadelphia Flyers in that Atkinson deal. So, you know, Columbus has done a, uh, has gotten some guys that you want them to produce for them because they've got to. You know, now that Bjorkstrand, he's got to be able to be an offensive difference maker. He's done that. Lion A so far as well. So that's been a positive here for uh, Columbus as they prepare to face a Colorado Avalanche team that's won two games in a row, three of their last four, starting to piece things together and starting to put some better hockey together. But just as things are starting to become good again, here come the injuries for Colorado. Uh, again, uh, starting to mount for this team at an alarming rate, much like we saw throughout much of last year. Miko Rantanen out tonight with a lower body injury. Andre Burakovsky, doubtful with a lower body injury. Kale McCarr on the blue line, out uh, due to a upper body injury. Uh, so all of a sudden, a Valerie Nachushkin, depth forward out. You know, they've, uh, as I've talked about many times, uh, Devon Taves, they haven't had him yet all year, and he's their best shutdown, stay-at-home defenseman, in my opinion, on this Colorado team. So a lot of key injuries. That kind of probably is the reason why Colorado uh, opened minus 245 and are now down to minus 170. It's been a wave of Columbus money uh, coming in because of all these key injuries. Uh, they could they could steal one because one thing about the Jackets is they work hard. I just... Now that the price has moved so significantly with the Jackets, like if you haven't taken them at a much better price than what's out there now, I don't know if I'd take them at this point in time. And look, we saw Vegas, even for as depleted as they were, find ways to win a few games without some key contributors. Maybe Colorado can do that as well. The bet I'm on here is the over because of this goaltending uh, matchup that we have in this game. I just don't trust either one. I'm very fortunate. I cashed Columbus against New Jersey the other day with Jonas Corposalo in net. He's kind of had a Tough start to the year. He hasn't played all that great. A couple of those goals he's let in, he should have stopped. He's got a 3.27 goals against, 913 save percentage. And certainly on the other side, uh, giving uh, Darcy Kemper a rest and Jonas Johansson will be in net tonight for the uh, Colorado uh, Avalanche. Uh, and uh, certainly he's not someone that has shown me enough consistency and high level of play in his NHL stint with not only Colorado, but Buffalo before that to trust. So at a five and a half with uh, goaltending questions, Columbus is actually scoring some goals the last couple. Colorado, even without Rantanen, that's concerning. Burakovsky, there's some, and Makaru's great in terms of starting the rush from his own zone. The zone exits are always so good in terms of getting the offense kick-started from the back end, but they'll miss those guys offensively. But Colorado's got more than enough to go around here when you look at that lineup still. McKinnon and Landeskog, JT Comfer is a guy worthy of moving on up to the top line because of the way he's performed offensively, and he's the guy I would target from a goal scorer prop. Again, a guy that's moving on up, going to get top-line duty tonight, and you can get a price of plus 275 with him to score a goal tonight when he's going to get those top-line minutes for you. So there you go, JT Comfort, Colorado Avalanche, plus 275. Going to get power play minutes, going to get top-line minutes tonight. Those are the things you look at. Not 
something that is represented in the prop price, the fact that a guy is moving on up the lineup. And you see that here with JT Confer. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Columbus, Colorado. I was just making sure I wasn't muted. Um, no, you know what? I, I like that there. And another guy to keep an eye on for Colorado moving on up uh, into the top power play points uh, slot there is Bo Byram uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. He's going to be working the point on that top power play unit. I think he's worth a point prop there. You could get him. I'm looking at – where did I see it? Uh, I think I saw him at a – plus 140 to get a point which is pretty good so i would i would definitely take o byron there so that would be one of my official plays oh excuse me a let's see no he is plus 290 i'm looking at i got him right here at a, a point prop so why not take him uh as a point prop there and yeah i jumped on columbus last night i got them at plus 210 uh but like you said the value is going down fast so get on them i like this game for them Colorado is depleted. And as you said, Ian, Columbus is just such a scrappy, hardworking team. And I think they've overachieved. And great points by you looking at Patrick Line, who I think, let's face it, guys, I know I was guilty of it. A lot of people around the game have sort of written him off. Uh, you know, he's under underachieved in a lot of people's eyes. He's kind of been a malcontent. And even when he got traded, it looked like he even wanted out of Columbus uh, after he wanted out of Winnipeg. So, kind of got a bad name for himself and he's quietly putting together a solid season here to start the season. So uh, keep an eye on him to maybe score a goal as well, but give me the blue jackets an official play with the money line there. And then also Bo Byram to get a point. Yeah. If you trust them to produce points, goals, uh, even though they really haven't done that yet this year, you're going to have guys like Sampo Ranta here for the uh, Colorado avalanche tonight on the second line, uh, along with Logan O'Connor. The problem is they haven't produced yet this year. So I'm a little bit more reluctant, but they're going to get the opportunity. They're going to be playing on the second line tonight for Colorado. It's just that with Confer, why I like his prop more, he's proven to produce already this year. His numbers, he's got four goals, four assists uh, on the season. He's going to be on the number one power play unit and on the top line tonight for Colorado. And he moved up to the top line in the Minnesota game over the weekend when Andre Burakovsky got injured uh, in that game. So that's when... Um, Jared Bednar made that uh, move to go on up to uh, the top line, move uh, JT Confer on up to the top line. So, again, these are the things I thrive on, betting player props. Minutes increase, responsibility increase. You're going to go to top line minutes. You're going to be featured on the power play, and the props don't indicate that with the way they're being priced. So, Confer tonight, keep it, remember the name. Uh, if he ends up uh, do, doing something, doing some damage tonight offensively for the Avs. Uh, Andrew, what do you like here? Blue Jackets, Avalanche. Yeah, last night I locked in uh, plus one play here on, on the Blue Jackets. I got half unit on the money line, half unit on the plus one and a half number. And I'll tell you guys, uh, waking up, that number got bet down completely. Money came in heavy on the Blue Jackets. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always someone that believes in the theory of, of a team rallying around players being injured. We've seen it already happen several times this year. We saw it happen with Winif with uh, San Jose last night. So many teams they did they seem to almost excel when they have a missing player or a star player. But to me, it's just too many pieces here. It's too many guys. I mean, it's too many guys that play different types of roles. Um, you know, whether it's a obviously a young, talented defenseman, you know, a depth piece at the forward position. No matter what it is, I, I just feel like right now with a great goaltender that Columbus has. Um, a gritty team that have been playing defensively. 
And their offense hasn't looked that bad, guys, let's be honest. And Jimmy made a great point about Patrick Laine. Seems like he's actually having a great time, smiling right now, enjoying himself. And yeah. his team's playing well, too. We'll see what happens if he's still smiling, boys, when he's not playing well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think at worst I get a split here. We'll see what happens. But I think it's it should be a good test for for Colorado. But I don't know. It's It hasn't been an easy season for them, eh, guys? I mean, dealing with injuries in and out, dealing with guys out of the lineup, um, I jumped on it last night at plus 175 in the money line, and I got the plus one and a half at like minus 135, something like that. So I'm on the plus one here tonight for the Jackets. All right. That's plus one puck line Columbus uh, for Andrew in that game against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And the final game, this is your TNT, only one TNT national uh, TV game tonight on a Wednesday night, and it's this one, the St. Louis Blues and the Los Angeles Kings in L.A. We've got the Blues minus 140. Uh, road favorites, five and a half being the total uh, in this game. Uh, St. Louis off to a uh, excellent start, six and one. Uh, their only loss came at home against the uh, co- aforementioned Colorado Avalanche a few days ago. They bounced back, shut out Chicago, uh, one nothing uh, after that. And now they go on the uh, road here uh, for a little bit. They'll face uh, L.A. tonight. They're going to do the old uh, California road trip here. Anaheim and San Jose will follow after this game tonight. Uh, Los Angeles, back-to-back home wins against Montreal and and Buffalo. But look, Canadians, rough start to the year. Buffalo's been leaking oil a little bit the last few games after a strong start uh, to their season. Uh, This is going to be a little bit of a step up here for the Kings going against the uh, St. Louis Blues. I don't really have a strong feel on this game. I don't really love the idea of laying a buck 40, 45 on the road uh, with the Blues. Um, but for the Kings, you know, we look at it. They just uh, played St. Louis uh, recently, got shut out 3 nothing uh, in St. Louis uh, back on October uh, the 25th. And then L.A. before that got beaten up by St. Louis 7-3. to So St. Louis has kind of dominated the Kings. I kind of feel like th- it could continue. It should continue because they, they certainly are the team that's playing a little bit better hockey overall, the Blues. But at the same point in time, here's L.A. at home, still on this homestand. Two straight wins, getting some confidence back. You're seeing, you know, a bunch of different uh, players step up offensively for them these last couple of games that they've won, which has been good to see. And they're going to remember getting thumped by St. Louis twice uh, earlier this season against the Blues. So I expect a good effort here from uh, this L.A. Kings team. So for that reason and the fact the price has moved to the point now where I don't love the price range anymore with the Blues, I'm going to end up. It's probably staying off this game and passing. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Blues and Kings. Yeah, I mean, I like the overness. I think that's what I'm going to play. As far as the side goes and who wins this, look, L.A. has been surprising me, guys. And look, this is one of the teams, and I, I believe I spoke to you guys about this wow. I, last year, towards the end of last year. I said, watch out for L.A. and Ottawa, up-and-coming teams. Not quite playoff teams yet, but teams that are going to really steal some games and maybe screw up a lot of betters, uh plans too you know and, and so far the kings have, have done that too we talk a lot about ottawa doing it but let's give the kings credit where it's due this is a team that surprised me a little more than i thought they would so um you know kudos to them there but i just this st louis team does match up better with them uh so i'm gonna back off the side there and just go with the over but keep an eye on la man if they win this then we gotta start to talk about them a little more and take them a little bit more seriously yeah, I lean over too. I mean, St. Louis has been a team that I've looked for overs with them. I don't know. There's something that's uh, – this is lukewarm lean for me on the over here. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I just in theory at five and a half, it's the only way I would bet the total for sure. I just haven't been impressed with the defense and the, and the uh, goaltending for St. Louis. Uh, they just seem shaky at times. Sometimes it's been good. Sometimes it has yeah. great against yeah. Chicago, but yeah. there's other games, Colorado. It wasn't so good. And, uh, and Bennington's a head case. You, well, you just never know. He's a wild card. It is what it is. He, he yeah. is an absolute head case between there. And look, not to take away what he did against the Bruins and that Stanley Cup run in 2019, but he's proven to be a head case. And I found it hilarious. Uh, he, he had a game. Remember, you know, he went after and he swung the stick there at Cadre. And then the next game, I think he got a shout out, if I'm not mistaken. And he was praising himself for being even keeled. And I'm like, dude, really? Like, <laughs> are you for real? You're going to call yourself even keeled? So he, to me, he scares me. And that's why I tend to go more over with him lately because you never know with him. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a bit of a, a crock there when you hear something like that. He's even keeled. He's calm. He's composed. You just tried to me. decapitate a guy. You're not yeah, I tried to fight Devin Dubnik last year uh, with the San Jose Sharks. You know, you're shooting the puck at Darcy Kemper and swinging your stick at Cotton. No, he's got a temper. He's got a yeah. short fuse. There is no question about that. I don't consider that calm, uh, cool, and collected. Our definitions of that type of person are obviously different just a little bit. Uh, by the way, in terms of goal scorer props tonight, Tarasenko for the Blues has just found it, and he's been outstanding of late. I don't mind that at plus 165. And I'm going to go down the board. You know, I know Kopitar had a great start. He's kind of cooled off a little bit with the goal scoring. One guy that's picked it up with goal scoring for the Kings lately, though, is Alex Ayafalo. You know, three goals in the last two games. He also scored a goal in one of the two games against St. Louis. Uh, earlier this year and Alex Iafalo is at plus 275 to score a goal in this game so again a little bit more of a bargain bin there for Iafalo tonight so I think that's probably worth a look as well Andrew what are your thoughts here St. Louis LA well I'd like to look at the over because I want to look at overs especially in spots where we've seen um, the Blues off a, a, a weak offensive performance they only scored one goal in their last game and they're a team that's averaging more than four goals a game so far on the season. So you expect a bounce back performance. And especially if the Kings get physical and, and let the Blues get to their special teams, it's not going to be pretty. I mean, if we can make a highlight tape, guys, early on, um, a special team's goals, I think a lot of them would include Edmonton and St. Louis. Um, but the problem is L.A. is going to flourish in the lower scoring games. I mean, their defense actually hasn't been too bad, and the defensive games are the ones that they've won. I mean, they, they I don't trust them to win high-scoring games. That's kind of my biggest issue here. But to be honest, guys, I think it's a cheap price we're getting with the Blues, and I can't ignore it. Um, I know there's some history with these two teams. They've already played a couple times this season so far. The season's only young, but I think it just sets up for a good bounce-back spot here for the Blues. Kings have won two straight. And just a lot of the stats here in favor of the Blues, it's hard to really argue. And uh, you mentioned some of the guys getting going for the Kings. We'll see if that can continue consistently. But I I just, from a strictly a price standpoint, rest in peace, Bob Barker. I think the price is right here. Uh, I think it's a good spot for the Blues. All right, like in uh, St. Louis here. Yeah, I miss Bob Barker. The show's gone downhill. with, And that's nothing against Drew Carey. Drew Carey's a good guy, but it's lost some of its luster with Bob. Bob, with just it's that kind of special you know, host that's irreplaceable, and that's what Bob Barker was in that show. Irreplaceable. Not, and I, I don't think Drew's doing a terrible job. It's just imp- impossible 
in my opinion, to replace Bob Barker. So that was a show I always watched uh, growing up. And I was in uh, oh, elementary me, school, I, high school. I loved me some prices, right? I like that as well. Uh, they they did win their last game, excuse me, St. Louis, but they just scored yes. one goal. They just right. scored one goal. That's my mistake. Yeah, they did. They won their last game. L.A. at home has been frisky, though. That's the one thing that I've noticed. They're 3-2 and two at home, and the two losses were to good teams. Winnipeg by a goal, Minnesota by a goal. Right in both of those games. And remember, they beat Vegas at home first game of the year. That's when Vegas was still pretty good and healthy, you know, at that time of the year. Uh, and then uh, so L.A. is capable at home. So we'll see if the Blues are ready. Uh, and they have dominated the Kings in two meetings. But still, I think it could be a dangerous game for St. Louis tonight. We'll see how it unfolds. It's a good one, though. TNT, late night NHL action. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, great stuff with Jimmy Murphy uh, and Andrew McGinnis. Uh, shorter card uh, today, of course, on the show. We'll get to best bets in just a second. But first, we've got to mention our great sportsbook partners, sponsors, you name it, here at uh, the Ice Guys, and of course, the Hockey Podcast Network, and that is DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL. A reminder to everyone out there, new customers, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, it's that simple. Uh, if DraftKings isn't available in your state, no problem. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long. With DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests, DraftKings giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, and you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. You must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, it's time for Best Bets to wrap up the Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for Best Bet? Well, I'm going to go with the uh, the Blue Jackets there on that money line. That will be my best bet. I committed to that last night, and so I'm going to stick with that. Like them to uh, pull off an upset, but which is becoming less of an upset as we speak. So if you <laughs> like them, like we said, get on it ASAP. All right, it's down to plus 150 to plus 155. And keep in mind, this was a plus 195 underdog uh, when this line opened. So uh, plus 150, plus 155 is the uh, current price for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Best bet uh, for Jimmy. Oh, and by the way, if you want a soccer best bet, go with Liverpool. Go Reds. <laughs> of course. No homer. No homer. Opinion. Right, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very objective on this one. No homer opinion there. No, you, you guys know. I, I I tell you when I think Notre oh, Dame, yeah. Liverpool, yeah. or the Sox, or the Patriots, I tell you when I think they're going to lose. Like, yeah. you know, I I definitely – like, you know what? Football, looking ahead, I don't like this game for the Patriots coming up in Carolina. I think everybody – the money's going to pour in on the Patriots after last week, after that big win in, in L.A. I think this is a, uh, a complete letdown game. I'm staying the hell away from it. I, you know, I think they could win, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they choke. Yeah, of course, definitely. But by the way, that is Alex B. Smith's best bet as well. Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, plus 155. And by the way, his other play wanted me to pass this along as uh, over first period 
uh, over one and a half minus 125 in the first period with Chicago uh, and Carolina. So those are the two plays for Alex, and his best bet is also Columbus uh, plus 155. Uh, Andrew, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, best bet, I'm, I'm rocking with the over in the Blackhawks and Hurricanes game here, Ian. Uh, over five and a half. I think it should be a six. Um, I think that we look at Anderson, great goaltender. Um, you know, I think that we've even seen some great goaltending from the Blackhawks. But we're going to see some regression from the defensemen and goaltending for the Hurricanes. But their stats, as far as their offense goes, are off the charts. And I'm not going to get in front of that uh, until it starts to cool down a bit. You have to think, guys. You have to think there's some confidence here for the Chicago Blackhawks. If they come into this game, put up a dud, I'll be Ian Cameron shocked, shocked, shocked. Because it should not happen. We shouldn't see it. And this should be a back and forth style of hockey game. And many people right now are calling for the upset here for the Blackhawks. I don't have the cojones to do it. I think I'll just, if you think the Blackhawks can upset the Hurricanes, just take the over because it's not going to be in defensive fashion. All right, there we go. We've got over uh, six, actually. It's, it's the five and a halfs look completely gone. So uh, six is what we're looking at here. Chicago uh, and Carolina over six. Best I'll still take for... it. I'll still take oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, best bet for Andrew, Carolina, Chicago uh, over six. And I'm uh, going to go with an over, but in a different game. Uh, Columbus and Colorado uh, over five and a half, minus 105, minus 110. You're going to give me a backup goalies here. Corpusalo for Columbus, who's been mediocre. Jonas Johansson for Colorado, who I don't trust. Yeah, Colorado's got key cogs up front that are going to be out, uh, obviously. We know uh, Burakovsky, Rantanen, going to miss those guys. Kopfer can step in, and he's had a good offensive start. You've still got McKinnon and Landeskog. You've still got Kadri. You've still got guys that can find the back of the net here. And let's not forget, with Colorado, they've struggled at times to give up goals. Columbus is scoring, and Columbus has two starting defensemen out as well. Uh, in, going into this game as well. Dean Kukin uh, isn't going to play, and Adam Boquist isn't going to play, and that is a very inexperienced third pair that they're going with tonight uh, in Colorado. So uh, I think you're going to see some goals both ways tonight. We'll go with the Blue Jackets and the Avs over 5.5 uh, for my best bet for this Wednesday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for joining us. We will be back with you tomorrow. For another edition of the show, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download that podcast on all those platforms. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll see you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Go Reds. Presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.